What a great joy to be together again, and we are kicking off a brand new series, Hope is for You. You can see it. In fact, if you come this weekend, free t-shirts for everyone. And we're calling the series Hope is for You because we want you to know that God is for you. God is not against you. God is not angry with you. God is for you. And as his people, as the people of hope, we want you to know that hope is for you as well. And today we're bringing a very unique message. It's about eunuchs. Earlier this week, we were around a table and someone said, hey, what are you talking about this week? And I said, I'm talking about eunuchs. What do castrated men have to do with Christ? Absolutely. Well, the big idea of this message is this. Kid, listen. When you feel like an outsider, God is still for you. That there is hope for those who feel like outsiders. And all of us, everyone listening to this message has felt this way. Maybe you're feeling that way right now. Maybe it's been for a long season of your life. Maybe it's for, been for a short season. But everyone comes to the moment that they feel like an outsider. I felt like it many times. I remember being a, a kid that grew up in a community where Everyone kind of knew what was going on. It was a small community. Everybody knew everybody. Felt like that. I remember sitting in school and feeling, I don't really know anyone in this class. I think I'm an outsider. Feeling like an outsider in school much of the time. I remember being put on teams, but not feeling a part of the team. And I really didn't look forward to the, the, the time they would pick teams. You know when they pick the, the, the two best jocks and then they line everyone else against the wall and they say, I pick you and I pick you and I pick you and I pick you. And you're just praying, oh Lord, please don't let me be the last one to be chosen because they'll know I'm an outsider for this event. Even as an adult, there have been moments, times that I felt like an outsider. I remember when we first moved to Florida, we were just starting. We had like a handful of uh, people that gathered together and I didn't know anybody. So I, I wrote 25 letters to ministers and said, uh, uh, could I take a moment of your time? Can I call you? Would you take a call? I'll take you to coffee, I'll pay. I'll take you to, to lunch or dinner, I'll pay. And only one contacted me back. And I felt like an outsider. Even today, there are moments that I'll be in a room, in a place that I know I'm supposed to be, but this feeling will arise of being an outsider. And what do I do? What do you do in those moments? We need to come to the message that has helped and sustained our community every step of the way. And it's the message of the cross, that there is hope when you feel like an outsider. That Jesus came to bring that hope to us. It's 
all over the Bible, but I'm going to read uh, from Galatians chapter 3. And there's a phrase in this verse that is throughout the letters, the epistles. It's right at the top, for in Christ. Can you see that? In Christ. Paul uses that term, en Christo. He uses it over and over and over again. Someone's counted it up 216 times. It was an emphasis not to be out, but to be in. You are in Christ, and you are all sons of God. Even the girls, sons of God, through faith. You're all in, is what he's saying. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, again, into Christ, when we're baptized, have put on Christ. Now, here's what he's saying. Christ has come to take down the walls of insiders and outsiders. So there's not any longer Jew or Greek. The Jews felt like they were insiders and the Gentiles, the Greeks, were outsiders. But Jesus came to say, no, no, Greeks, Gentiles, you're in too. It's not slave or free. Free people felt like they were on the inside and slaves were on the outside. But Christ came to tear down that wall. He said to the slaves, you're in, male or female. The guys felt like they were in. It was a society where guys were in and and female were treated like chattel, like property. But in Christ, in Christ, you're in. There's not an outside place for the women and an inside place for the men. You're all in. For you are all one again. Can you see it? In Christ Jesus. In fact, I believe that Jesus had a special place in his heart for people that were outsiders. I think that Jesus has a special love for outsiders. He says to the fishermen, you're in. He chose fishermen to be his disciples. They wouldn't have been chosen by any other rabbi, but he went to the Sea of Galilee and these rough guys that were called the sons of thunder. And and you don't get to be called the sons of thunder by being in society. They were on the edge. And he says, you guys, you're in. He says to women, He had women who joined his ministry team. Unlike any other rabbi, he involved them in his ministry. They weren't out. He had them in. He says to the tax collectors. In fact, he chose Matthew as a tax collector. He went to the tax collectors' houses. He was in their homes because in his love and in his presence, they felt accepted. I don't know if you've watched it. If you haven't, I encourage you to watch The Chosen. And I love the way they tell the story uh, and they portray Matthew as being on the spectrum of autism. And that's not in the Bible. But the truth is in the Bible that if you're on the outside, People view you as different. Those exactly were the people that Jesus chose to include. Tax collectors, you're in. On the spectrum, you're in. He said to the the lepers, when no one else would touch them, and Jesus could have healed the lepers by just speaking a word to them. He had that power. He could have just said, be healed. He could have done it from across the room. He could have done it from another city. But he touched lepers when they were untouchable 
And we don't have time to talk about the Samaritans or the prostitutes or the adulterers. He said, there is a place for you at my table. There's a special love that Jesus has for people who are on the outside. And they need to know this message, that Jesus has come to tear down the walls of division. He's come to create a new humanity, and there is hope for those who feel like outsiders, and that's true of eunuchs. Uh, eunuchs became uh, eunuchs through one of three ways. Uh, they were either born eunuchs, a deformity. They self-masculated themselves, not very often. In fact, it's rare that people would be born a eunuch or even that they would self-masculate. Don't recommend that. Most eunuchs were made eunuchs by powerful men. If a man was going to be working around the king's wife, emasculate them. If uh, he was going to be in the harem, emasculate them. That's how when we find in Esther chapter 4 verse 4 that Esther, who was really beautiful, the Bible says she was a babe. Not exactly, but that's what it means. And who attended to her? Eunuchs. Powerful men. Now here's what happened. Eunuchs were on the outside. They weren't with the guys. They certainly weren't in the boys club. They weren't women. They weren't in the women's club. They were outsiders of society, of even the practice of faith and religion. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 1 tells us that if you were a eunuch, you were outside, you were not allowed in the worship of God, in the worship of the community, you were not allowed to enter the assembly of the Lord. These were Unique people who were on the outside, and they felt it, and they knew it. Which brings us to the story in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8, the church is it's booming. Thousands of people are becoming Christ followers. Uh, there is a spirit of revival and renewal there's a man that rises up named Philip. And Philip is sent by God to meet a eunuch. Acts chapter 8. That he, that was Philip, arose. And then it talks about this Ethiopian who was a eunuch. He was a court official uh, of Candace. Now Candace was a title, not a name. It was the title of the Ethiopian queen. This area would now be known as Northern Sudan. And this Candace, queen of Ethiopia, had been assigned this eunuch. Can you see how he became a eunuch? The king uh, in Ethiopia would be considered uh, a god. He didn't sully himself with administration. So the queen was very powerful. She took care of business. She's a very powerful woman, but the king, to have this man work so closely with his wife, had him emasculated. 
put him in this category of being on the outside. And he felt it. So he now has traveled over a thousand miles. He's traveled from Africa to Israel. It's a thousand, and it's not a, not a, not a flight. It's, it's on a, a, a rough cart, a chariot pulled. Long time to get there because he had this emptiness in his soul. He knew he needed something. And who knows? Who knows what happened to him when he got to Jerusalem? It's very likely he could have been turned away because of his ethnicity and because of his condition. He was an outsider. But God puts into his story the outreach of a man named Philip who's in Samaria at the time. There's so much happening spiritually in Samaria through Philip and his his teaching and his praying. Demons are being cast out that they send Peter and John from the big church in Jerusalem to come up to where Philip was in Samaria because so much is happening and people are being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a religious explosion. And in the midst of that, God speaks to Philip and says, I want you to leave all this and go down and walk on a desert road that leads south out of Jerusalem. And he obeys. And he comes to a chariot being driven probably by another servant. And the Ethiopian eunuch is there and he's reading. He's still searching. Even as he's come to Jerusalem, he's now on his way back to Africa. And he's reading from Isaiah. And the portion of scripture we know, we would call it today Isaiah 53. Here is what this African eunuch was reading on the road back home. He's still searching for truth. And the passage of the scripture that he was reading from Isaiah said, like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shears is silent, he opens not his mouth. I don't want to be too graphic, but can you see that he could see himself in this passage? I do. In his humiliation, this man had been humiliated. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? This was the big death in an Ethiopian eunuch's life. When he died, his generation wouldn't go forward. There were no sons, there were no daughters, there were no one to carry on his line. And that was huge in this culture. For this life was taken away from the earth. And the the eunuch said to Philip, because Philip comes up beside him, and he sees him reading, and Philip says, "Do do you understand what you're reading? He says, no. He says, I don't. Who does this prophet, what's this about? Does the prophet say this about himself, or is it about someone else? And Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, and what a powerful passage. Isaiah 53 is one of the most beautiful passages to describe Christ the Messiah in all of the First Testament. And he opens his mouth and he tells him the good news about Jesus. We don't know all he said, but we know it was, it was good news. Uh, I'm sure he said, this 
prophet wrote about the Messiah, the Christ. And recently, he walked this world and he was pushed outside. He knows what it feels like to be an outsider. In fact, when they crucified him, they pushed him outside the city. He understands you. You read this passage and you see yourself and Jesus understands you. They crucified him on a cruel cross so that he could redeem us from our sins. They placed him in a borrowed grave and he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead and he wants everyone to know you're not out, you can be in. And it was such good news, such good news that the Ethiopian said, I'm in. He opened his heart. He became a Christ follower. And they're traveling along and they come to a, uh, some water in the desert, which is miraculous. It could be a miracle that the water was there. They come along the road. There's an oasis. And this Ethiopian eunuch asks, and he doesn't do it in a timid voice. He says boldly, there's a new boldness. What would keep me from being baptized? I'm not on the outside any longer. They may have turned me aside in Jerusalem. I know now my soul has been made whole. What would keep me from being baptized? And they went down into the water and they were baptized. The outsider became an insider because there is hope for anyone who feels like you're on the outside. Just a few things I'd like to say to you that may feel like you're on the outside. That may be a feeling right now, or maybe you need to send this message to someone you know feels like an outsider. Well, there's hope for anyone. And this story is in God's storybook, the Bible, so that we would know that the first Gentile to become a follower of Christ, the first Gentile, was not the Italians in Acts chapter 10. It was an African eunuch from Ethiopia into God's house. Here's what I would say to anyone that feels like you're on the outside. God knows where you are. This man was in a desert, and I don't think that's there just as a, a random fact. People that feel on the outside feel deserted, they could be in a crowded room. They could be in a home filled with family and still feel on the outside. I just want you to know there is no desert so isolated, so separated that God doesn't know where you are. Wherever you are today, God knows where you are. And it may feel like a desert, but there's about to be an oasis of water that will change your life. There's going to be a moment, because this truth is a fact as well, God knows what you need. He knows where you are, and he knows what you need. I love the question that when Philip came up beside the chariot, he said to the Ethiopian eunuch, do you understand what you're reading? Your isolation, your loneliness, your feeling like an outsider is because of a lack of understanding. 
And God is trying to bring understanding to you, maybe through this message, maybe through a conversation you had earlier this week, maybe through something that you're reading. His spirit, his word, his people are all trying to bring you understanding. God sent Philip, spoke to Philip's soul and said, go walk on a lonely desert road. Did it make sense? Probably not. Things were really happening in Samaria. Why go down and walk by myself on a road because God knew that this man who was so outside needed to be brought in and he sends Philip to bring him understanding. How does he do that? God gives us his word. God gives us his word. We should read God's word. We should love God's word. I'm, I'm so... Um, Thrilled when I read the story that the Ethiopian eunuch, even though whatever happened in Jerusalem happened, he still is searching, he's still reading, he's still got questions, and he's looking in this incredible, inspired book that God has given to us. As a family here at Hope, we have been reading this last month through the Gospels, about three chapters a day to read through the Gospels. And if you've participated, wonderful. Let me say, keep on reading. An understanding comes from God's word, comes from the living word of God, the Christ, comes from the spirit of God. But God gives us this gift to help increase our understanding so we would know we're not on the outside, we're on the inside. And then God gives us a fresh start. I'm so glad that baptism is part of this story because we are baptized as an outward sign of an inward truth. We put people into the water so that they will be reminded throughout their whole life, you are in Christ, in Christo, that term that Paul uses over and over and over again to try to describe, you're not on the outside, you're on the inside. You may be an Ethiopian eunuch, but you're on the inside. You may be a woman, but you're on the inside. You may be someone that everyone else has pushed to the edge of society and culture, but you are on the inside. If you've been baptized, remember the day of your baptism. With joy, celebrate, I'm in Christ. If you haven't been baptized, get baptized. We're baptizing here in the Gulf of Mexico on the 18th. Go to churchofhope.com. Hit the events button, go down to October, click on baptism, sign up and be part of a fresh start, a new beginning. And if you've been baptized in water, I was baptized in water years ago. And I remember it with great joy. But I was baptized with the Holy Spirit today. And that fresh awakening of God's presence, God's power in my life, keeps me going. And in this moment, this day, wherever you are, you can be in your home. You may not even be by water, but you are close to the Spirit. The Spirit is with you. You may feel like you're on a desert and there is no water. I'm telling you, the Spirit is with you. And God's Spirit can baptize you with a fresh awakening of His presence. Because Jesus changes everything. He takes down every wall and creates a new humanity and his great desire is that you would be in not out so in these moments we want to just say Jesus we welcome you we welcome you in a fresh way you are the one who who has paid so that we can be 
in the family of God. We receive that with great joy. We open our hearts. We are in Christ. How do you get to be in Christ? You ask Christ to be in you. And that moment, a new reality dawns. A new awakening takes place. I'm in Christ. I'm not on the outside. There's hope for anyone. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you smell like. It doesn't matter what you ate or didn't eat or drank or didn't drink yesterday. This day is a new beginning. Say, Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. There's hope for anyone who feels on the outside. And then this week, let me just encourage you to look at people through the eyes of Christ. Philip saw a man who looked different and was different. And Philip saw him through the eyes of Christ and invited him into the family of God. This week, be an inviter, be an includer. If you're part of this church, invite him to come to church. If you're part of another church, invite him to come to that church. Be an inviter, be an includer. See people not as outside, but already see them inside and just ask them, hey, are you understanding life? How's it going? How's that working for you? And then bring them the good news that Jesus Christ is alive today and you can be in Christ. You can be a Christ follower. There's hope for every soul that feels far away from God. This is a day and a moment of salvation. Amen.